Ladies and gentlemen, Martin Hyder here. Please welcome Harry Hill and the family. Hill! Thank you, and welcome to my fruit corner. Welcome to my world. Leave your cares behind. Welcome to my world. And this week we're all on steroids. <laughs> Here, Martin. Martin, Martin. Yes, you, know, uh, you know when you do the introduction there? Yes, Harry. Um, you don't actually have to say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Martin Hyder here. Oh. See, they don't know who Martin Hyder is, and what's more, they don't care, Martin. <laughs> oh, sorry, Harry. I, I was just in a bit of a good mood, because uh, mm. I had another look at my birth certificate this week, mm. and uh, I got my dates wrong. And in fact, I'm ten years younger. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, Martin, but that means an automatic wages cut, plus payback of all extra hay we've been giving you, thinking we're getting an older actor. You can't do that. Martin. Yes? <laughs> Here, isn't it embarrassing when you cough up a hairball in company? <laughs> and it's not your hair colour. <laughs> There's another word, though. Zero, dear. Yes, it's another helping of the fruit corner with a little help from Father Tony. Hello. Mother Janet. Hello. Brother Alan. Hello. 82-year-old mascot to the prune trade, Nana Hill. <laughs> and the stinking imp imperial three-year-old adopted son, Alan Hill. Ah. <laughs> Sad little Alan there, who by a slip of the surgeon's knife is only able to communicate by the rare method of tapping. Goose tip, tip, tip. One tap for yes. Tip, tip, tip. Two taps for no. Tip, tip, tip. And the theme from It's a Knockout for Goodbye. <laughs> All right, son, at ease. At ease, for God's sake. <laughs> Why can't he be normal, Mum? Because he was cheap, Harry. Ah. Uh, <laughs> January sales at the adoption centre, eh? You always come home with something you don't really need, don't you? Here, Harry. Harry, there is what? a way of finding out for good why he's not normal, you know. What do you mean? Yes, mm. send him down for blood tests. Ah. They've got some new equipment, you know. Get me my chief scientist on the phone. Now, is it me or do you find you get the amount of alcohol you're allowed to drink when you're driving mixed up with the amount you're allowed to take through customs? <laughs> not again. And... And of course, the whole show is powered by a giant celebrity treadmill. Who's in the treadmill this week? V, have I got news for you, team? All right, lads. Pick your feet up, it's slowing down. Well done, lads, well done. Ooh, body form. Now, here's a little bit. Here's a little bit of advice for young mums, right? Now, don't leave your kids in charge of a pub. No. Because <laughs> they can't reach the optics, you get all sorts of complaints. <laughs> it's the Maniac Pony! <laughs> the Maniac Pony there. <laughs> Someone... Someone has written in to us asking for a signed photo of the Maniac Pony. Well, it's quite a frisky little beast, Adrian of the Larks, but next time he comes on, we'll try and get a picky for you. Here, those lion bars are good, aren't they? Lion bars, eh? 
Just a place for Lance to go and relax after work. <laughs> and the theme this week... Elves and Pixies. Elves and Pixies. <laughs> and we'll be meeting some of those people that hang around Earl's Court a little later on. <laughs> but first, this is the sound of a dolphin in distress. those depressed dolphins, particularly around Christmas time. Here. Mum, Mum. Yes? You know when you used to send me and Alan off to Cubs once a week? Yes. Uh, you were interested in us learning to tie knots, weren't you? It wasn't that you just wanted us out of the house. Of course not. She's lying! <laughs> so then, how do you explain this? Your diary entry from Thursday, our weekly Cub Day... January the 12th, 1972, and I quote using your voice. Got rid of the kids to Cubs today. Thankfully, it just gives me a chance to concentrate on my business projects. The only drawback being they do insist on going on about what knots they've learnt, which, of course, I don't care about. Aha! Uncanny, you've got her voice down to a T, Harrister. <laughs> How dare you read my diary? Right. I'm going to have to hang, draw and quarter you for this. Oh, come on, Mum. Where's your sense of humour? Right, stand on that chair. Oh. <laughs> now we chop you up. And now the quartering committee. <laughs> and the other one. <laughs> Did it hurt? <laughs> Not really, no. <laughs> and that's the sound which tells us it's time for our first Elvor Pixie. Harry, we welcome Pixie Minty Gel, who is a crafty carver. <laughs> Minty, Minty, welcome. It's a pleasure to be here on the radio. And I'd like to ride on a badger's back all the way home! <laughs> all right, Minty. <laughs> At ease, thank you. Now, uh... Now, Crafty Carver. Oh, I am that, Harry. I carve matchsticks into the shape of the Guinness fraudsters, Mr High and Mighty Ronson and Mr Ladida Saunders. Mm -hmm. Well, that's uh, certainly one way of passing the time. <laughs> And when I've carved enough for a whole box of my Guinness fraudster matches, I take the box along to a Ford open prison and leave the box in the visitor's room. Hmm. Upon my return three months later, I find the box to be gone. It just shows you, doesn't it? <laughs> Does indeed, yes. Badger's here. That'll be my badger now. Cheerio, Mr. Hill. Yeah, I hope you're not ordering badges for all the guests, Alan. We won't have enough money for the blood tests. Chief scientist Finsbury Park here, Harry. Uh, you sending that boy down for tests or what? Finsbury Park? I've said it before and I'm saying it again. That's an odd sort of name for a fella, isn't it? Harry, my dear old mum was a great fan of the letters FP. Really? What was her name? Frank Pinatra. <laughs> what part of the boy do you want tested this time? I want uh, down below tests. That's mucky work. I'll put in a couple of extra chops for you. What about that? Eh? Send him down. 
I'd recognise that sound anywhere. It's Nana Hill. Mr. Vane. Oh, Mr. Vane. All right, Nana. All right, Nana. Get down off Gilbert O'Sullivan. Get down, get down, get down. <laughs> she does certainly have a powerful kiss, Alan. Yes, Harry. By releasing a powerful knockout gas from glands situated at the nape of the neck. The nape, yes. Yes, the powerful nape glands which release a knockout gas so toxic that it could knock out its a knockout expert, Stuart Hall. Knockout, Alan. It's a knockout, Harry. What if you're already out? Then it knocks you further out. And the antidote? A knock-in noggin that knocks you back in. <laughs> two, two knockout nifts from this knock-in noggin and you're firmly back in. <laughs> Finished. Sorry, Nana, sorry. Now, um, tell me, how are the walnutograms going? <laughs> the people at the nut marketing board are very pleased, Harry. Sales are up. Now, as you know, every week, 82-year-old Nana Hill test drives a different vehicle. What's it to be this week, oh nutty knocker? I am test driving the Dagenham Girl Piper. Aha! Ah, yes, all the lovely girl pipers there look. How do you find them? Ideal for marshland. <laughs> so then, marks out of ten for the Dagenham Girl Pipers, Nana? Four, four, four? Seven. Seven? Well, very well done to you. <laughs> Seven, I think, Harry, because they blow air into the environment and air is the life giver. It is indeed, and if, uh, if only there were more majorettes about, global warming would be a thing of the future past. <laughs> right, Nana. 82 years on this earth, tell us, please, what was Nebuchadnezzar really like? He sneaked bottles of spirit into the pub and only had to buy mixers all night. <laughs> it's time for you to delve into your memories of a bygone age, Nana. 82 years, alive, alive, oh. Nana Hill. <laughs> Nana Hill, what have been your magic moments? I've reclined on nature's hammock. I've slept on life's great couch. But the day I remember best of all is when I rode in Skippy's pouch. <laughs> I snuggled amongst the kangaroo fur and sucked upon a teat. <laughs> then Skippy gave a great big kick and I ended up in Crete. The illegitimate love child of Skippy the Bush Kangaroo and Cecil Parkinson. <laughs> and now, the sound of a stranded whale. Hello, RAC, this is Alison. How can I help? <laughs> doesn't cover home start. The sound of a stranded whale. Yes, every year thousands of whales break down on Britain's motorways. <laughs> right, well, we've had a letter here from regular listener Bunty Hoven, who writes... Dear Harry, that funny walk they do on the Genesis video... Oh, yes. <laughs> the, yeah, the pop group Genesis, yeah, yeah. Where they walk with their hands and feet moving together, what's so funny about that? <laughs> like that all the time. And that letter marked Naughty Ash with an N there. Now, Dad, you did national service. What did Naughty Ash stand for? 
Yes, well, um, Norwich obviously was uh, knickers off mm. ready when I come home. So Naughty Ash. So Naughty Ash, well, uh, knickers off, obviously. Yep, obviously, yes. Uh, knickers off, the tree yell and shout hi. Must have been a tremendous source of comfort to you and the boys on national service. Yes, uh, small pleasures, You're Harry. a simple man, Tony Hill, aren't you? That I am, Harry, yes. Here, here, tell you what, I bought a lovely record the other day. Michael Foote sings the Radio 2 jingles. <laughs> um, we've got a track of that now, I think. Jimmy oh. Young! <laughs> oh, lovely record. Now, time for a special elve. In fact, an Elvis, as we welcome S.R. Paste, the official back of Elvis. S.R., welcome. It's great to be back, Harry. Now, you are the official back of Elvis. Yes, indeedy. When Elvis died, I, as his back, uh, managed to break free and continue his good work where he left off. You, you didn't die as well, then? No, sir. The powerful cockatiel of uh, drugs and booze <laughs> failed to uh, penetrate through to his back, and here I am. And you're, you're now back with a singing group of your own. That's right, Big Hilton. Mm -hmm. Elvis's back is back with Elvis's original backing group, the Jordanaires. They say they can't hardly tell the difference because they only ever used to see Elvis's back anyway. I can understand that. And uh, so what is your role in the group? I'm the front man. <laughs> your badger's here. Lovely. SR Pace there. Elvis is back. Is he? No, Elvis is back. Is he? No, Elvis is back. Is he? Gloria, I'm uh, Honeyford. <laughs> That. Well, Brother Alan recently opened a shop in the main high street here called Bring Back Hanging, <laughs> from which he sells his inventions. Let's go in and find out what is on special offer this week. Well, Harry, like any shopkeeper, my adage is look for the gap in the market. Mm -hmm. And for that reason, I've been out doing some market research at the kindergarten. Hello. What do you want to be when you grow up? A vicar. A vicar? Yes, a vicar with all the and blessing people and that and church. Uh, what about your friend here? I want to be the rector of a small rural parish. <laughs> and, and you, you, how old are you? Four. And what do you want to be when you grow up? A bishop. <laughs> a bishop? Yeah, uh, a bishop, bishop or a vicar. vicar. I'm not fussy, really. <laughs> as long as I get to participate in baptisms, I don't mind. <laughs> Not a racing driver, say, a racing driver, yeah, right? or, or, or an astronaut. No? <laughs> racing driver, what's the point in that? Hey? You want to be able to forgive people, don't you? Yeah. And, 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 and you want to be able to absolve people of their sins. Yeah. <laughs> racing driver. Racing driver. So, you see, Harry, I have discovered a huge, hitherto unknown gap in the market. And that is why this week I am showcasing my invention for deterring a son from becoming a vicar. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. 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 Many kids these days wish to take up the cloth and wipe down their nice new vicar's clothes and ride around on a bike, sticking their front teeth through letterboxes, going, It's the vicar. Have you thought about leaving all your money to the church? <laughs> 
Well, good enough reason to deter a son, I suppose. So how does it work, then? Well, a trail of communion bread yeah. dipped in the powerful aphrodisiac buttons leads, <laughs> leads to this wrought iron device with a picture of an attractive, well-to-do vicar with the caption above it saying, Fancy wearing a dog collar? This then opens up to reveal this picture of a vicar on all fours, like a dog, oh. with another caption saying, It's a dog's life. Oh. <laughs> that doesn't put them off, nothing will. What's, um, what's this lever here, then? Ah, well, if all that doesn't work, you pull this lever, which releases a pair of knickers, which are trained to wrap themselves round the child and strangle him. <laughs> Can I just see that in action? Certainly, sir. Simply load the knickers so, pull the lever, that's it. The knickers become wound up, and you take aim with the knickers, and... Fire! Knickers! <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, Mr Pace, you hit Elvis's back. Is he? No. <laughs> Highly effective priest deterrent, Alan. Now, sold many? Six of one? Half a dozen of the other, Harry. Very well done to you. <laughs> well... <laughs> Many of you are probably unaware that the great trumpeteer and singer Louis Armstrong once appeared as a contestant on Bruce Forsyth's The Generation Game. <laughs> Not widely known that. Now, Louis did very well. He was on with his little nephew, Neil, and <laughs> together they got through Neil Armstrong, you see. <laughs> together they got through to the conveyor belt final, and we have rare archive tape of Louis Armstrong actually on that generation game. <laughs> Trees are green. Trees are green, yes. Red roses, yes. Didn't he, didn't he do well? Louis Armstrong there on the generation game. Time to welcome a pixie with a whole lot going on. Colin Gate, the pixie with a blue Danube. <laughs> Welcome. Hello, Harry. Now, Colin Gate, you have a blue Danube. Absolutely blue, as you please. Let's have a look at it, then. Come on, let's have a look. Right here. Oh, 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 not in front of the ladies, Harry. Why not? Oh, it's blue, Harry. It's a blue item. Oh, I see. It's a blue item, yes. Uh, why is it blue, exactly, this Danube? Well, put it this way. Never get undressed in the same room as a mongoose. I see. I see. <laughs> Mum, would you mind just uh, just slipping into this not-see-through negligee just for this bit? Do you mind? There's nothing I haven't seen before. Janet, I prefer it if you didn't see this bit. It might give you the wrong idea. Oh, all right. <laughs> She's in the non-see-through negligee now. See anything, Mum? Who said that? Right. <laughs> Colin Gates. <laughs> Reveal for us now your blue Danube. Right, well, <clears throat> I'll just undo my zip here and... Um... <laughs> Oh, it's got stuck. I can't... Hang on. Oh, it's freeing up. Oh. Good Lord. Oh, my God. All right, Colin, put it away. Go on. Yeah, you made your point. Oh, I've never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> it's the media pony! <laughs> Missed it. Oh. And a stew pot. <laughs> Well, today sees the 100th 
anniversary of the 50th anniversary of the birth of television. And hmm, it was in Britain's tiny oil platform off Scotland that a young Scottish girl working with rudimentary Scottish fishing tackle broadcast the first ever episode of Top Cat. And I think we've got a <laughs> tape of that coming up now. I'd recognise it. Oh, I'd recognise that sound anywhere. I've got the words written down, you see. I'd recognise that sound anywhere. It's Nana Hill. The sun always shines on TV. All right, Nana. All right. Come on, calm down. At ease. Easy, easy. I'm sorry, Harry. Now then. Now then, my Jurassic Lark. <laughs> Any regrets? I only broke into Watergate to get me sandwiches. <laughs> now then, Nana Hill. <laughs> Nana Hill, life model to Edvard Munch. Scream! He said, scream! <laughs> what have you been up to this week? I have been reenacting crimes for TV's Crime Watch. <laughs> I had to break into two jewellers, a post office and a bank. Great community spirit. I got away with two tiaras, £400 in cash and a birthday card for your mother. You fool, you were on national television. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think I thought of that? I was wearing the latex rubber mask of Jack D. Oh. They'll never suspect a thing. <laughs> and off she goes in search of nuts and berries with which to form pellets. The Maniac Pony! Oh! And that photo will be in the post to you on Monday. <laughs> and that's the sound that tells us it's time for our celebrity elf or pixie. Who's it to be, Mum? We welcome the King of the Pixies himself, Arthur Mallard! <laughs> Welcome. Pleasure to be here, Harry. Just read from this card, Arthur. I'm a big fan, by the way. Oh, thanks very much, Arthur. Very nice. <laughs> now, it says here that you are the King of the Elves, is that right? That's right, Harry, yes. <laughs> king of the Elves and also heir to the Pixie Kingdom. 
Gypsy Kingdom, Arthur? Oh, of course. <laughs> How did that come about then? Well, I was walking through the Pixie Kingdom one day, <laughs> and to my horror, I saw a whole bunch of the bigger pixies picking out on one little tiny pixie, picking on him, bullying him. Nasty. Tickling him. <laughs> Where the sun don't shine. <laughs> Where the sun don't shine, Arthur. Leeds, sorry. Tickling him up the leads, I see. I saw this and I thought, right. <laughs> I dressed up as a pixie, tight leather trousers. <laughs> Peter Davison belt, green felt cap, and black bushy moustache. I mingled with the picnics and gained their confidence. <laughs> then I went up to where all the big elves and the pixies were picking on this little one, tiny one. I marched up and I pushed the big pixies aside and I went up to the poor little pixie and I punched him in the face. Hey? I was then lifted onto the shoulders of all the other elves and pixies and made the pixie king. King of all the pixies and heir to Elvis Court. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> I bought the title off a broke in the old Kent Road. <laughs> I'm not a pixie at all. Oh, don't spoil it, Arthur. Don't spoil it. There we all were thinking you were a pixie. I was convinced. Looks all pixie to me. I can't believe it's not pixie. <laughs> But I'm trying to put all that behind me now. There's a song you want to do with this, isn't there, Arthur? Yes, <laughs> sorry. I thought I'd do a Mad Donna song. Madonna? Yes, her as well. Oh, yes, right then. Ladies and gentlemen, we present the sham king of the elves, Arthur Mullard, with a lovely Madonna number. Take it away, boys. <laughs> results or not? Give me that phone. Finsbury Park, scientists of the stars, what's the news? Have I got news for you? Yakety yak, don't talk back. <laughs> We've discovered a boy's barcode. Barcode? Yes. You obviously don't bathe a boy yourself. What's it say? I'll put it through the cash register now. Well? 
packet of what sits 28p. <laughs> what sits? What must have happened, Harry? The boy is ginger, and there is a theory that all ginger-haired people are derived from too much what-sits during pregnancy. Is that possible, Alan? Yes, Harry, it is. Ken! Ken. Bruce! Bruce! Bruce. <laughs> well, Arthur, thanks for doing the show. My pleasure, Harry. Now, uh, you're getting on in years now. Any ambitions left? What, well, now I've done this show? <laughs> That'd be funny, Arthur. Now, come on, be fair. Be fair. Well, there is one thing, Harry. Yes? I've always fancied being a vicar. Joanna Brooks, Al Murray, Brenda Gilhooly, Martin Hyder, Matt Bradstock, and special guest star Arthur Mullard. Music by Cliff Ranger and the Cliff Ranger Singers. The producer is Joan Magnuson.